Welcome to the podcast, everybody. We are almost all the way through the 2038 season, and I have not done a podcast since it began, since the Draft Grades podcast, I believe. Uh, So lots happened. It seems like we have just a million development traits to go over. I I don't remember if this is an unusually large number or if... uh, if I just haven't done a podcast in quite a while, and, and that's why it seems like a large number. Uh, so we're going to cover all of those, and then I'll make an attempt at recapping some games. I honestly don't remember how most of the games went, so that'll be uh, inter- an interesting exercise, and I won't spend a lot of time on it, so we'll just get to that right now. <laughs> Okay, so the first game of the year was the Browns and Panthers. Of course, the Browns won the Super Bowl, so they're going to be hosting week one. And that game tends to be against another user quite often, uh, which is really interesting. I'm not sure why that is, but I think that's kind of fun. I know not everybody likes it. Um, But I don't remember watching this game. I may not have. Looks like it was an excellent game. This is a 27-24 Browns victory, uh, so probably pretty exciting game there. Uh, the rookie quarterbacks facing off in their first game, Adrian Gonzalez for the Browns, uh, was nearly perfect, had three touchdowns, uh, passer rating of 138. Uh, Jimmy Griffith for the Panthers had three touchdowns and three interceptions, so not as good for him, uh, but he did make some things happen, so uh, positive uh, sign for the Panthers there, and that's about all on that game, because like I said, I don't remember it, maybe I watched it, maybe I didn't, um, it was a long time ago, and then week two, we had Panthers at Packers, this is a 21-7 Packers win, and I don't really remember much about that either, I know there was a pick six for the Packers, uh, that got him a touchdown, and then maybe a long pass or two even. Uh, may have gotten him their other touchdowns. Um, for the Panthers, Jimmy Griffith. Uh, you know, that's a rough way for the Panthers and for Jimmy Griffith to start out uh, the year. And his career is going Browns and Packers weeks one and two. Uh, Jimmy Griffith, five interceptions in this game, no touchdowns. Rough game there for Jimmy Griffith, but uh, I think his rookie season has really rebounded pretty well since, uh, and he's been doing pretty well. Um, yeah, not much else to say about that game. Like I said, I think there was a defensive score in there that was a a big turning point and uh, kind of put it out of reach for the Panthers. <clears throat> uh, moving on, when was the next game? I think the next game between two user teams was not for quite a while. Uh, Panthers-Falcons, that's not user. Uh, Browns-Bangles, nope. Lions-Packers, nobody cares about that. Patriots-Bills, nobody cares about that. Uh, The Patriots' only user game not against another user for the season was in week six. The rest of them, I believe, were three in a row. No, three in four weeks here at the end of the year. Uh, I don't care about that one. 
I'm getting there. We're getting there. Uh, Packers at Blues. Nobody cares about that either. Week 12. we got to have one here in week 12. Nope. Week 13. Uh, Patriots at Chiefs. Uh, once again, this game is not televised, much to my chagrin. And uh, no one has reported on it. Didn't get any beat reporters. So, I once again uh, am, left, am left to uh, search through internet forums and, and just kind of the back reaches of the internet to try and get the lowdown on this game. Of course, I can get the actual score somewhere, anywhere, but I want the actual story for the game. So, uh, I went online, and boy, it's interesting. I don't know why this isn't bigger news. Uh, apparently, the Chiefs jumped out to a lead, um, but we had a actual UFO landing at the field in Kansas City. Uh, really disrupted the game, threw the Chiefs off. Uh, the As you know, the Chiefs coach has been known for streaking across the field during games, and he did not seem surprised to see the aliens. So uh, he actually spoke to them. Uh, the crowd was in a frenzy. Um, and then they left, and he was the only one not freaking out, but everybody else did. Uh, we got to wonder if the streaking is not connected to maybe being abducted by these aliens. There's got there's something fishy going on there. Um, like I said, I'm surprised the mainstream news is not carrying this, because I found this multiple places online. Uh, and that really caused chaos on the Chiefs' sideline. These guys wondering, is their coach even actually a human? Is he... Uh, has he been abducted by aliens? Uh, why does he always streak during the games? But the only one he hasn't streaked during is the ones where the aliens show up. Uh, but they did resume the game, and, and of course the Patriots took advantage of all the confusion and ended up winning 34-13. So that's all there is to say about that. And the very next week... The Packers and Patriots played on Monday night. And this was a fairly wild game. Went back and forth a bunch. Um, the Patriots ended up winning 42-31. to uh, Big difference here is the Patriots had a running game and the Packers didn't. And the Packers got probably overly aggressive trying to go get chunks of yardage through the air and turned it over a few times that they shouldn't have. Um, and the Patriots were able to run the ball, especially when they had the lead, and that did them an awful lot of good. I think that was the difference in that game. Um, I don't know how seriously these two teams were taking it. Uh, maybe they should take it seriously, but I don't know if they were because both teams are pretty much in the playoffs at this point. Uh, the Patriots are undefeated. Uh, they do have a tie, but no losses uh, in Week 14. That's a pretty big deal. Uh, Lamar Thornhill is in the, the lead for the MVP uh, discussion again. So Patriots having a really good year, and the Packers, I think, are 10-3 and three at this point. So they're um, three and a half games up in their division. They're uh, definitely, I mean, they're not officially in the playoffs yet, but they're going to make the playoffs. So a little bit maybe of an inconsequential game there. And then... Now, the last user game of the year, I believe, between uh, last head-to-head -head user game will be the Browns and the Patriots, and that'll be played uh, pretty soon, I think, uh, anytime, maybe, maybe even tonight. Uh, 
So those are the game recaps. Um, like I said, I'm pretty sure that was a very accurate representation of what went on in those games. But again, if you guys want to help out and, and maybe uh, send in recaps to help me out, that'd be great. You know what that sound means. That means it's time to talk about development trait improvements for players in the Abibiter, uh franchise. So, holy cow, it seems like there are an awful lot of these. Uh, so I'm going to try to ugh, try to get through them. Um, and first up, I mean, talk about the rich getting richer. The Browns, during the course of this season... Uh, let me look at the list to make sure I got this right. Yeah, the Browns gained three X-Factor players. Uh, one of them revealed, one of them was a rookie that just revealed as an X-Factor, and two of them were earned in the same game. Uh, so the ones earned early in the year, Antoine Trailer, the third receiver for the Browns, or at least he used to be, uh, I don't know if he still is, um, became an X-Factor. He's got the Mossed ability. We've, we've all seen that plenty of times. He, if he gets in the zone, which is ridiculously hard to get in the zone, uh, but if he gets in the zone, he'll win aggressive catches way downfield. This is one of those speedsters on the Browns receiving core, uh, 96 speed, and really great acceleration as well for him, so look out for that. Uh, and then also Charles Barnes, a 23-year-old free safety that's already an X-Factor. Uh, he's a shutdown player, so... If I remember right, shutdown of a, defenders have the talent to erase the receivers from the game when they enter the zone. Their zone coverage is or their coverage is tighter. Interceptions are more frequent on contested catches. Uh, so great, uh, that's going to be good news for anybody that wants to throw the ball against the Browns. Uh, he's also a secure tackler. So two X factors in one game there for the Browns, and then their rookie cornerback revealed as an X-Factor, that is Ralph Frederick, um, the, I believe he was the Heisman winner from the last year, uh, so just out of the gate as an X-Factor for him, uh, he's also a shutdown player, unfakeable, this is a cornerback, uh, that's got good speed, good coverage, man coverage abilities, so, uh, he's gonna be really tough to deal with for people, so there you go, the Browns just, uh, really developing players faster than everybody else, and then kicking everybody's butt with them. Uh, moving on, what team is that? Oh, the Panthers. So we've got Darren Crichton, who is a uh, receiver that they traded for. Uh, a couple of teams are getting better at trading for young talent and then developing them. Uh, not something I've been able to spend the time on. Uh, which is to my detriment, I think. Uh, it looks like it's helping these teams. So Darren Crichton, uh, the third receiver, uh, looks like he's pretty much the same ability here as Lyle Walker, so maybe the second receiver if they want him to be. 83 speed, or a 93 speed receiver, 24 years old. Darren Crichton becomes a superstar. He's an in-and-out elite, so he can really work the, the kind of short and intermediate routes there. And like I said, he's a speedster. So, uh, another weapon for the Panthers. Uh, for the Patriots, 
Well, let me make sure we don't have any other Panthers players to get to. Oh, uh, Jalen? Jalen? I'm going to say it's Jalen, but it's spelled like Jalen. Uh, Jalen Walker, the rookie tight end that the uh, Panthers drafted, and he was a pretty good draft pick, looks like. He revealed as a superstar. He was a receiving tight end all the way, 86 speed. Uh, right now he's a post-specialist. And as he improves, he'll he'll get some more abilities, and I think there's a good shot he'll make X Factor sometime in the future. Now let's see what else. Jimmy Griffith, their uh, rookie quarterback, revealed as a star, and it's got to be a little disappointing for them, I would think. But uh, with a little work, I'm I'm sure he's going to move up pretty quick. And then a defensive tackle for the Panthers, Parrish Gilbert, became an X Factor. He's a reinforcement player, uh, which means he does a better job of defending against the run, basically, and and disrupting a lot of run stuff. He's also a run stopper and an inside stuff guy, so if you want to run up the middle against the Panthers, you're going to have to deal with Parrish Gilbert. Uh, For the Patriots, I lost track of it. Okay, Andrew Hageman to X-Factor. That's the Patriots running back. Now, uh, he's currently hurt. Uh, He's been hurt a little bit. I think the Patriots tend to kind of run their running backs into the ground. Um, But he became an X-Factor. Was he not an X-Factor already? I guess he wasn't. Uh, He's got the first one free. So if he gets in the zone, he's pretty much guaranteed to juke people uh, on his first juke. And then he's got the faster juke animations as his other abilities. Not a 90 yet, so... Excuse me. Uh, he hasn't gotten three abilities yet. Uh, so that guy is very elusive. And if they can get him back on the field, uh, that's going to do a lot for the Patriots. And it looks like nothing else to cover there for the Patriots. For the Chiefs, if I can go up and find their roster. Uh, the Chiefs rookie quarterback Dylan Nixon revealed as a star. Uh, once again, you'd, you'd kind of like to see your rookie quarterback start out a little quicker, but quarterbacks can be developed. It's not too hard to do that. Uh, and then rookie middle linebacker Rashad Roland reveals as a superstar. So that's, that's good news. That's a big one for the Chiefs. When you get a linebacker of any kind that, uh, starts out as a superstar, uh, he can probably develop pretty quickly and become a major player. Looks like he's the second middle linebacker for the Chiefs. I'm not looking at their depth chart. Maybe they're playing him at outside backer or something. Um, But they definitely need to be getting him on the field if they aren't. He's a secure tackler, so that's a nice little ability for him. 80 overall, uh, so he'll get more abilities in the future. That was a guy I really liked in the draft, so that's working out well for the Chiefs. Uh, And then the Packers have not been recording their development traits because they think they can just remember them later when really they need to record them so that they don't forget. Uh, But for the Packers, strong safety Chris Ziegler. Chris Ziegler. um, Who's been on that team for a while now. And a pretty good player for him. He became an X-Factor, so he's stepping up uh, right here 
probably on the last contract with the Packers. He became a zone hawk, so he's got increased ability to disrupt passes and intercept and all that stuff uh, when he enters the zone, and he's in zone coverage, which safeties often are. Uh, and then I had two more players for the Packers. Uh, wide receiver, uh, what's his name? Deontay James became a superstar. Uh, that's the third receiver for the Packers. Not an 80 overall yet, so he doesn't have any special abilities. Um, but he will develop quicker now, so that's good. And then at running back, rookie running back, uh, Jerome Borrell. Uh, became a star. That development trait game was actually against the Panthers. Uh, so the Packers uh, did, I would say, maybe some unorthodox things to try and get him the ball in scoring situations because he was not going to get the yardage he needed uh, to be elevated. So they went for touchdowns, got him there. So Jerome Burrell, or Borrell, or Burrell, Borrell. I'm going with Borrell. Jerome Borrell became a star. So, you know, star running back, that's fine. Fine and dandy. Uh, Nothing special yet at this point. So, there you go. A whole bunch of uh, development traits there. And then, of course, we're at the end of the year. So, uh, right when we get to the Super Bowl, some more guys are going to bump up. So, that'll be fun to see uh, who's developing and who's not. And it looks like all these teams are getting quite a bit better. So I'm going to call it good for today's podcast, and uh, we'll talk to you after the season, maybe after the draft.